to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Nick Hansen, a real estate coach with a decade of experience in the industry and a true passion for coaching agents to help them achieve peak performance. Nick is the former managing broker of the Group Incorporated Real Estate in Colorado, where he developed, built, led, and coached a top-producing team of 68 realtors to generate over $454 million in sales and $12.4 million in commissions in 2014 alone. Let's welcome Nick to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Nick, first of all, thank you for your time today. I know you're busy on coaching calls. Um, and so a lot of our listeners know Nick because he is their coach. He's one of our coaches here at our coaching organization. So, Nick, thanks for the time today. I certainly appreciate you taking the time out from your busy schedule. It's my pleasure. I look forward to uh, maybe I can uh, say a few things that might help a few people out. So I look forward to it. Yeah, great. So, you know, it's interesting. You and I are talking prior to the show about how a lot of agents are – um, you know, they did some, some of them go down the brokerage path, like they want to decide to open up a brokerage, whereas other agents will decide to stay focused on becoming, you know, sole practitioners with maybe one or two assistants. When you get an agent, because, you know, you have a, you're carving out a niche inside the coaching, our coaching organization of someone that can basically help agents do both, form a brokerage or really just basically perfect themselves as individual practitioners. How do you coach an agent to decide which path is best for them? Yeah, that's a good, great question. Um, you know, number one is I think in order to be, you know, in, before you're going to go hire someone or other agents to be on your team, you really need to be successful yourself. Uh, most of the people that I've coached, they need to have their main income originally. They have to have a really, really good business uh, in place, and then they can start bringing on people, starting their own company, and then bringing them on. But often. Um, just because you're a great agent doesn't mean you're going to be a great managing broker or owner of a company. Um, it's almost um, sometimes uh, what happens is they, they start bringing in employees, other realtors in, and then they get so caught up into training um, and they train, 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 and then they lose track of their business. They have no income and then it's, they're in a bad situation. So number one is before someone dives into that, that role, is they must have amazing systems in place and a very successful business themselves. Well, so I really appreciate you making that point because that's so important. Um, the, if you don't know how really to, to, to lead an army, if you, don't actually, if you haven't actually done all the things that are necessary to, to win a particular battle, how can you expect anyone to follow you? I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have the sales skills, if you don't actually know how to go on a listing presentation, if you don't know how to lead generate on your own without buying buyer leads, if you don't know how to do the very basics, you're probably not going to be very successful at running a brokerage because those agents are going to have to know how to do that stuff. And that stuff, generally speaking, um, is going to be stuff that they're going to expect you to t know how to teach them. And, you know, the funny thing is, is this is directly transferable, the same conversation, the agents thinking about building a team. You know, that's another little – we get that question a lot, right? So when's it time for yes. me to build a team? Do you have an opinion on that? When's it, when's it right for, for an agent to adding stuff? You know, 
what what I always look at is if someone's going to build a team, I consider that person a rainmaker, and they have so much rain coming in that they can't handle it themselves. That's the only reason you're going to add into a team. And so often what I see is um, I one plus one has to equal greater than two. Otherwise, you might as well just do it yourself. So often I see uh, this person has an amazing business. They add a, a, another person on the team, add another person on the team. And then ultimately, it's, to me, it's all about the net. It's what you're going to take home at the end of the day, at the end of the year. And very... I have seen a few successful teams, but the majority of them, I look and go, okay, you have a million-dollar business, but you're spending $750,000 to make your million dollars. Is that really worth it? You know, you're running all this stuff is going through your machine. It would be just as easy. Why don't you just go make 250000 Think about what your life would be like that. So I'm not going to say that there's not successful teams because I have and I do work with some, but most of the time, People sort of, it's ego-driven, and then they end up almost taking a step back. You mean taking a step back in terms of personal income. And you know, it's funny, Nick, we were, I was just talking with Brad Inman about this yesterday. Um, Brad's asked us to host a Inman Select event in Austin, Texas in, I think it's May. And so we're going to be doing a panel and all that, and he and I were talking about really what needs to be discussed. And it was fascinating to me um, that, you know, the team thing has gone on for so long unchallenged, right? So this conversation you and I are having right now, I honestly don't know anybody that's having this conversation anywhere because everyone's just assuming, okay, you get into real estate, the way you're being you know, be successful is you build a team, add staff, but no one's actually slowing, you know, slowing everyone down saying, okay, let's look at the, the money on this, right? And your example is beautiful. So you, um, your team earns a million dollars in commission, and generally speaking, Nick, you know it's 18 to 23 percent net is what you're going to net. So before yep. taxes, so the rainmaker, the person taking all the risk, is going to make right around 200 grand. Let's just call it million dollars net 200. Oh, here's what the top producer will say: Who's making the million? Oh no, hold on. I mean, my net might be 200, but I'm writing a lot of stuff off of my business. Well, okay, <laughs> what are you what are you writing off? You're writing off part of your car payment. You might be writing off some lunches. But let's just be honest. You're not writing that much off, okay? It's not like you have some sort of mastery of the tax law that, you know, it, it just the bottom line is, is you're not writing that much off on the personal side. And if you are, you're probably going to be in trouble with the IRS. So that aside, your net is about 20%. Then you have an agent who's getting all this pressure from their typically their office manager, their broker. Nick, I love what you said because it's so true. Ego pressure to go and form a team. And so now there's like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, or my competitors are having teams, or the, everyone's saying that the market is going towards teams. Well, guess what? The, everyone has been saying that, and Nick, you've been in this industry as long as we have. Everyone's been saying that for at least 25 years, and it's just not true. It just isn't. The leads aren't going to be all gobbled up by teams. It's just never going to happen. So you're looking at essentially uh, an agent who can earn, let's say, 300000 a year, and let's say, worst case scenario, they're running 100000 in expenses. They actually net the same as the agent who's grossing a million dollars. And so you've got to ask yourself, really, why is it that you'd want to form a team? In most scenarios, I, I, yeah. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense, Nick. I mean, you, there are examples, yeah. I suppose, out there if you had a super high average sale price. But still, even then. You, you know, Tim, you're exactly right. And, and one of the things I always look at is, I have some of the agents that I've coached and are coaching now, I, they, they literally run their business 70-30. So 70% net to them, 30, 30% business expense. That's amazing. Uh, a, a good, a, What I believe is a good formula is if you can get to 
that's that's really good. That's really good. But show me a team that's at seventy thirty or sixty forty. I I have yet to see that. Me too. And and I, you know, it's people want to. And if you guys want to debate this, if some of you out, out there with teams want to, so hey, full disclosure: when Julie and I were selling real estate, we had a big team. Um, and I'm not just speaking from, and it was very successful. But I'm telling you that the profit dropped dramatically, just like Nick and I are talking. Now this was. We did this, what, 15, almost 20 years ago. This is not a new concept, guys. It's been around forever. The original reason that people started forming teams, and this is back in really the late 80s and early 90s, in case those of you think this team thing is new, is because a lot of the agents that were in the business, um, mostly they were associated with uh, a dear departed friend of ours named Howard Brinton, who is one of the, I mean, you know, uh, Nick, you know Howard because he was tied in with Remax for a long time and based out of Colorado. So Howard was one of the first ones to sort of put the whole team concept in in a national spotlight. And the original teams were put together because a lot of the agents that were doing it were of retirement age. They still needed and wanted the income, but they just didn't want to put in the time. So they did so knowing, formed these added staff members, knowing that their their net would drop, but they were okay doing it that way because they realized that, guess what, I need to, you know, I want to scale back my time and, so the thing originally that was being said when teams were formed is, I want to buy my time back, right? Now, that whole exact concept has been spun, so agents are believing that they have to form a team to be successful. Guys, it just isn't true. Please get clear in your head about that. Nick, you mentioned ego. I'm, let's, let's just address that head on. <laughs> Explain what you meant by that. You know, I, I think often um, some, you know, I've been just thinking of a few cases that um, people love seeing their name or their team name out on a sign, and and so they'll do things or or they're driven by. I, I always think you got to in real estate you got to run your business like a business. And so when I see if I see someone million dollar producer, I'm like that is awesome. You netted seven hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing. And when you dive into it. It's like, well, no, the million dollars is way more important. The million huh. dollars of gross commission is way more important than the net in the pocket. And I'm like, you know what? I, do you really need all those additional headaches? How about if you go make a half a million dollars? And, you know, and, and you know, that's still a large sum, but you're netting 70, you know, it's it just sometimes so I think happens, that the ego gets an unproductive time. But what happens? How does that happen? What is what is up with our industry that all of a sudden agents don't? I mean, no one listening right now is going to even, of course, what Tim and Nick are saying is true. It makes <laughs> perfect sense. It almost feels like common sense, right? I'm sure that's what 100,000 yeah. folks right now that are listening live and replay will think. It's just common sense. But what? explain this whole ego thing. Why is it that all of a sudden agents decide that having this big number uh, having their name up on lights, being called on stage and being made to feel important, getting awards and plaques and all that. Why is it that they're willing to sacrifice so much for that? I, I just, I mean, conceptually, you've seen, you've seen this from both sides. What's your opinion? I mean, really, when we drive down this, what happens? What is it about our industry that stokes the, the ego fires in so many agents? Well, I, you know, the greatest concern, when, when, that's a good question because, you know, it's hard for me to relate with that. But pe- I guess I have to think about people that I've been around or people that I've tried to work with or coach. Um, you, you know, my greatest concern about that is, okay, if you is, is to me, real estate is all about taking care of the customer. If you take care of the customer and that's your number one focus is your customer, you're going to have an amazing business. So when, when, when I – 
I think often it's all about it's all about the the dollar of coming in versus the customer, and that's my that's always my concern with those people. That it's it's all about the next dollar versus what you did for the customer that you just got done doing the transaction with. So uh, you know I, I, maybe that's not a clear answer, but um, often in those situations they forget about it's all about the customer. Well, yes, it go, and that goes back to sort of that same sort of outdated mindset that it's a numbers game, right? Real estate's a numbers game. Well, there are certainly numbers involved, right? Absolutely. So, uh, but it's I'm not. curious, it, Tim, it, go ahead. Tim, what do you, what do you think? What, I mean, what, what do you think? Why is it about the ego? Um, well, I mean, we talk about it every day on the radio, right? And, and I'm the one interviewing Nick, but that's okay. I'll answer your question. <laughs> I was just, uh, yeah. Well, honestly, I think it's because, um, I don't think anyone gets in the business. Very few people get in the business wanting to be, you know, celebrity realtors. That's, I don't think most people get into it for that reason. But what happens is that the industry is so built on ego in terms of boosting, a, 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 like it's a retention thing. If you're running a real estate brokerage and you've got somebody that's doing really, really well, um, well, I mean, you know, you try to make them feel good. You try to recognize them for their success and maybe their success will motivate other agents. And then what happens is that just that basic sales concept of managing an office, which has been around forever, which makes that's that makes sense, right? But then what's happened is there's been like, um, you know, the agents will then start to they see agents don't stop to say, okay, does this make sense financially? And they aren't educated in being told to say, okay, does this make sense financially? And maybe in some cases, the folks that are managing them or even their brokers haven't really stopped to say, okay, does building this team, does adding all this stuff that's going to you know, cause an agency ego to get out of, out of whack, does really this make sense for the individual agent? Is it what's best for them? But more, you know, from my perspective as an owner, is it what's best for my brand to have all these agents that are not focused on their real bottom line? So I guess if I had a magic wand in order to grant the industry a wish, it would be that we do, as an industry, focus on the individual practitioner. That's where our passion lies, Nick, and I know you know you know that. Yeah, absolutely. And on absolutely. the individual agent. Yeah, that's where the that's the lifeblood of this industry. And they and individual agents are the future. They're the power of this industry. Not you no know, all my broker fans or uh you know, fans, but uh, friends are not gonna like this. All the office managers, all the big brand box folks that we interview aren't gonna like this. But at the end of the day, none of that matters. What matters is the individual agent. And if we can get back or get to a point where we're helping folks get into the real estate industry, and then we're teaching them how to build businesses for the sake of what's best for them individually. In other words, we're helping them to learn how to save. We're helping them learn how to basically build wealth. We're helping them learn how to actually have some resemblance of a life outside of real estate. You do that, what we do, Nick, a holistic approach basically to real estate, then you will have long-term retention. You'll have better quality um, agents. You'll have better quality customer service. You'll have better experiences for the buyers and sellers. But it's it, what would have to happen for that to happen is we'd have to say, as an industry, we'd have to say, okay, the individual agent is what matters most. And I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, not from, a, not from the top down. It's going to have to happen from the bottom up. Agents are going to have to say, I demand that, you know, this it, – it's not just asking for more commission. That isn't what I'm talking about. It's not just asking for a bigger office. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's again, it's allowing agents to realize where the true growth potential in their businesses are and helping them to maximize their return so they can actually build wealth outside of real estate. If you want to get yep. folks loyal to you, agents, brokers, office managers, and whatnot, that's how you do it. You help them truly grow, not, as Nick just said, focus on the next commission dollar. 
Do you have a counter yeah, position you, to that, Nick? Yeah, no, I, actually, I love that. And, and you know, I think that I think the goal and challenge for everyone, or what I see an opportunity when you get in this real estate business, there's there's several amazing things that can happen. But some of the people that I've worked with is we built an amazing foundation, we put systems in place, and then when it is time for them to 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 leave the business, they have a they have built a business that has an amazing value to it, and then it's the time two years or three years and you're going to retire, you have this amazing business, you bring someone on board and you basically sell your business to them. I think that's one of the, one of the weaknesses of our industry today is these people have built very, very good businesses and they're on their way to building a great business. And then all of a sudden they're gradually on their way to retire and their $800,000 commission annual goes to 500 to 400, 300. Now they say they're out the door. So I think there is an opportunity, number one, to build an amazing business based on systems, bring someone else in, retire two to three years down the road, you're out and you're going to have, you're going to be rewarded for all your years of hard work. But, and also never have folks, you know, this is, Nick and I are just talking back and forth. I think you guys are just listening in at this point. But, uh, you know, another thing is always make it so that they understand that at the end of the day, selling houses won't ever make you rich, just won't. Okay, it's what you do with the money in order to have that, you know, profit. You have to have profit from your company and reinvesting that. That's what makes you rich. So selling real estate doesn't make you rich, people. It's what you do with the profit that you reinvest that makes you rich. Now, in order for that to happen, you have to have profit, which goes back to the original conversation Nick and I were just having. So, Nick, let's pivot a little bit. What's your mindset about balance in life? Is it an admirable goal uh, or a myth, or do you think that's something that somebody can really should even strive to achieve? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, I think there has to be a balance, and um, you know what? I, I haven't lived my my life perfect. I mean, sometimes it's been too much on the real estate, too much work, and then it's not enough family, this or that. But I, in my coaching, I always ask one of the very first things I always ask is um, rate your real estate business today one to ten. Um, ten being absolutely not, lights out, um, and then I say rate your life outside of uh, real estate on a scale of 1 to 10. You know what? If one of them is a 10 all the time and the other one is really low, we're going to have a problem either way. If real estate is a 10 and your life is a 1, uh, or if your life is a 10 and your real estate is a 1, we have a problem, so we need to have a balance. So, you know, one of the things I, I have worked, I, mean, I, I believe it can happen. Now, maybe the first two years in the business, uh, you're going to be really, really, you know, you're going to be committing a lot of time to getting sort of the airplane off off the ground. But um, I think you can definitely, if you are efficient, have a routine, have systems in place, you can absolutely have a life and uh, balance can happen. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you got into the business originally was to be able to, to, to have that life. Yeah, that's right. So it's, you know, we talked, we were, Brad and I were talking about this on the radio interview I did with them. You know, it's the, uh, Radio, the NAR commercial that they're running, you know, real estate is our life. You know, well, it, that's fine and everything, but I don't think you run into too many physicians that are saying, you know, being a, foot doc, a podiatrist is my life. You know, it just happens to be what they do. And, it, yeah, you do have to own that, though. You do have to take responsibility. I love what you said, that when you first get started in the business, you do have to be willing to sacrifice. And maybe you don't have balance, but that's the nature of uh, getting good at anything. So, you know, Nick, why do you think so many agents um, – I'll use a really strong word just to make a point, refused to consider themselves to be salespeople. Why do you think that's so offensive to so many agents? 
You know, it, it's, I don't, I don't know. The thing that comes to mind is anytime, um, I know anytime I personally hear, think of sales, I think of the used car, used car lot. You know, and I am truly one of those people that only go look at cars on Sundays. I won't go <laughs> during the week. Um, so I think of that. But, you know, and I'm one of those, I, I'll tell you, I'm one of those people that for a long time I struggled. I, I You know, I'm, I'm sales, but I'm not sales. But, you know, I turned it around in my head. I'm here to solve problems. And I think I can solve it as well as anyone else. So if they need to sell, if they need to buy, if they're relocating, their family's growing, their family's getting smaller, I'm here to uh, solve their problems. So, yes, I always say, you know, I know I'm in sales, but I'm a, I'm a problem solver. So when, you're, when you accept the fact that, yes, as a problem solver, well, that is what a great salesperson is, right? At the end of the day, they're a problem solver. So yes. by accepting that, uh, and you've had this with coaching clients, when they accept the fact that that's what they are, when they stop struggling and fighting and resisting the idea that they're salespeople, by the way, guys, in virtually every state, your actual real estate license says salesperson. So, you know, there you go. But when they, when they decide, okay, I am a great salesperson, or I, I'm sorry, I am a salesperson, and now I'm going to be the world's best salesperson, real estate salesperson, what happens? I mean, how does, you know, there's like a transformation that happens. I know you've been part of that too. So what happens from like an interpersonal level with that individual? Yeah, you know, it's, I'm going to use some extremes here, but when someone says I'm a salesperson and they feel in the negative, it feels like I think they have the mindset of they're begging and pleading for business. Whereas mm -hmm. the other side of it is, hey, I'm just here to help. You need help? Do you know someone else that needs help? I'm here to help you and I can I can help solve your problems. So it's just a, you know, one is a negative begging, I need your business versus the other one is, hey, I, I know I can help. Here I am. If you know anyone else that needs help, please refer them to me. So it's just a, you know, it's a different, um, just a dynamic. But once that switch happens, that it's, it's night and day. It has to happen in order to be successful. So you and I are just using words right now. Let's actually make this into a little, you know, real-time coaching lesson. So listeners, if you're resisting this, and I know some of you are, the idea of considering yourself a salesperson, just for just try this on for 15 seconds, right? It's not going to kill you. Um, I want you to think that right now all of us collectively are going to call FISBO in your market, what we call unrepresented seller, right? So we're going to call an unrepresented seller. You're going to be doing the calling. I'm guessing right now, just the very thought of that, for a vast majority of you, that would be a very, very nerve-wracking experience, okay? Because you're, you know, you're going through, your head's filling with anxiety. You're worried about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it. I mean, all the normal types of thoughts are floating around in your head. But try, you know, setting that aside. We're still going to call the FISBO. But now here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down literally in front of you, how can I help you? How can I be of service to you? And have the thought in your head, the prominent thought in your head being just that. You're calling this for sale by owner, again, unrepresented owner. You're calling this unrepresented owner. Um, and your primary objective, your true mission, your purpose is to help that person at the highest level. Just for a second, allow yourself to feel those feelings because here's what happens. The anxiety and the stress, which, by the way, are both ego, the anxiety and the stress that are associated with you know, not wanting to do that type of work, for example, that's all ego, but that's a different conversation. By the way, we talked about that on the radio before, so listen to the old radio show about psychological fear versus real fear. But what you're feeling is that fact that you cannot feel anxiety and fear, at least not at the same intensity, when your true intention is to be of service. 
that right there, if you guys will just allow yourself to embrace that, just touch the fact that you're not going to feel that anxiety and stress. When you are truly focused on being of service to the person on the other end of the phone or that you're talking to, or I know Nick and I are focused on that feeling right now, we're not worried about, you know, saying anything or doing anything. We're just totally, I can feel Nick's vibe. We're totally focused on being of service to all of you listeners. That's where the magic happens on the other side of that, because you're truly connecting with something that can make you feel passionate, because all of us have a passion for helping other people. You know, all of us do. That's one of the main motivators for getting in real estate. You like working with people. You know, you, you want to help others. Reconnect with that, and all the ego, you know, fear-based stuff just sort of melts away. Nick, I mean, this, that's a really cool thing about being a coach, right? I mean, it's it's a true yeah, blessing yeah. that we have the ability to help these guys in such a profound way. What were you thinking as I was just giving my probably too long dissertation there? No, 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 no that's great. So I want to expand just a little bit, especially for those people that have been in in the business a while. So I'm a firm believer in a weekly routine. I think we all are in order to be successful. So you have a database. You have a sphere of influence. And part of that database is people that you've done, you've actually done transactions with in the past. You come into the office, um, you, you get into your MLS system, and you go, lo and behold, someone that you sold a house to five years ago just listed with someone else, okay? And, and what do we get? What do I hear? I hear this thing of, well, my past customer wasn't loyal to me. Mm. I, I, you know, I hear that quite often. Well, that customer is not loyal to me. And I say, time out. When's the last time you, you contacted your past customer? Well, it's been a few years. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, let's go back. You did a deal. These people trusted you. It's one of the most important financial um, transactions in their life five years ago. All right? They trusted you. And you're the one that's not loyal because you did not stay in contact with them. So don't push the loyalty off on them. It's your responsibility. So we owe it to our past customers to stay in contact because that's the way we show loyalty to them. That's awesome. Now, some of you are going to go, yeah. hmm, I haven't thought about that. But that's a way to get over your nervousness because most people have, there are people out there that have a really hard time. Hey, I haven't talked to so-and-so for two years. Well, guess what? It's not too late. Get on the phone and ask them the four questions. Very simple. Right. So that's a great way of explaining it. I appreciate that. So what are the, like, what's the biggest misconceptions you think folks have about, like agents have about top producers? What are the biggest misconceptions that other agents have about an agent that's truly successful, successful at selling, successful at managing their life, successful at saving money, successful at building wealth? Lucky. They're lucky. I hear that quite a bit. Well, so-and-so, they just got those three listings. They're lucky. No, I, don't, I, don't, I believe luck comes to those that, that work hard and work smart. So any, any top producer that I've worked with or currently working with, um, there is a lot of hard work. Uh, there is a lot of smart work. There are systems and routines. There is no magic. Um, there's no, um, there's, you know, every once in a while, sure, there might be a lucky deal, but they didn't become a top producer because of luck. I can assure you that. So to me, I, I, I hear that and I'm like, time out. That, that's, they got there because of hard work and uh, having really, really smart systems in place. That's right. Um, Nick, uh, so speaking to, like I said, tens of thousands of agents that listen now, most of them listen in replay. There's like 
80 people that listen live, the most listen in replay. But speaking to all those agents out there, those that are knowing that, let's say they've been tuning in for a while, let's say they know about our coaching organization, they know basically, okay, I, I believe these guys that we are at the beginning stages of what's going to be a 7- to 10-year real estate recovery. I, I, I believe it. I buy into it. But I'm not yet experiencing it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it in my own personal economy. What would you say to those folks? Uh, something's not you, you don't have the right you need help <laughs> that's, that's, you need help because um, I don't care if it's a, it's an amazing we're in an amazing cycle or a tough cycle there's always real estate to be done always so um, I, I would say you need help um, you need to look at your routine if you are in a routine most what I find is most of the time when I start one on one with someone in a coaching situation they do not have a routine they're sitting there w- uh, waiting to take orders and the orders aren't coming in, and they panic. So um, you, you need to uh, take a look at your routine, what your systems are in place, and literally you have to uh, work hard in any market you're in. Any market is, you got to differentiate yourself. And you better ask the question, is someone's gonna, why would someone use me? And you better have that answer. Well, how do you help agents? I mean, we're talking about our USPs, right? Well, we don't have enough time left on the radio show to talk about USPs. But guys, in our coaching uh, organization, we do the big question that everyone's always living in fear of, right? Why should I hire you over, you know, so-and-so? Or what makes you special? Or what makes you better? In some version of that question is what really keeps most agents from actually embracing the idea of becoming a listing agent. We've answered that question for you. It's called the pre-listing pack. It's called the listing presentation. Um, and, you know, so whatever it is that's really standing in your way right now of embracing this true long-term real estate recovery, and, you know, Nick said it well, there, you, know, you don't have to wait for the tide or the winds to be at your back or the winds to be at the economy's back in order to embrace the incredible market that this, or incredible industry this is. But, hey, guess what? When the uh, economy is good, when people are ap- uh, optimistic about real estate, when um, you know real estate isn't a bad word anymore, as it kind of was for a while, yeah, it is easier to sell houses. It is easier to get people interested when they're you know they're encouraged, they're motivated, they're excited. Oh, and by the way, interest rates are still really low. So the idea with where you are now isn't where you ha- where where you should be or where you can be. And if there's anything we can be doing for you. Obviously, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, we have 11 coaches that are doing nothing all day but providing free coaching calls. It's our pleasure to help you any way that we can. You do get a free copy of our book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, the original book written by Napoleon Hill. We updated it and we made it for real estate. You do get our business plan as part of that. So anything and everything we can be doing for you, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Nick, speaking to this broad audience that we're so blessed with, what would you like to say to them? Anything you'd like, any any parting wisdom? I love a lot of the things you said today. Well, really all the things you said today. But is there anything else you'd like to pass along that you wish I, maybe a question I should have asked that I didn't? No, no. I would just say, you know, you brought up the coaching thing. And, and uh, I've been a coach for 32 years, 16 of it in real estate, 16 of it in athletics. And when I look back and go, how did I get to where I'm at today? I could tell you very, very specifically who my coaches were and which ones uh, were very, very impactful on where I got today. I would never be where I'm at today if it wasn't for um, the people that I had the fortunate um, ability to work one-on-one with. So, you know, Tim, what I love about my coaching call, I love the coaching calls. Sometimes, you know what? Yeah, I might have to give someone a kick in the pants. Sometimes I give them a pat on the back. But we're in it together as a team trying to achieve what their goals are. That's what makes it fun for me. So, 
you know, if anyone is out there sort of hesitating, should I or shouldn't I do it, give it a shot. See what happens. I, I can tell you the people I work with, I can't wait to call them on a weekly basis. I, it's a lot of fun, and, and I get to celebrate with them on their successes. So um, it's I love it. Love it. Yeah, coaching, you know, everyone, <laughs> agents are often wondering what it's like to be a coach. Uh, and, you know, we did a, a we did a, a radio show on that, actually, that very topic. You guys can go back and listen to it on archives. It may be two weeks old, not so not, not difficult to find at realestatecoachingradio.com. But, you know, the thing about coaching that's different than virtually everything um, else that most people do for a living is it's intense. You, you know, Nick, when you're doing, like, a few hours of calls, like, you, you have got, you know, so many clients lined up, every single one of those calls is intense there's no pass being passive on any of them and that ability to concentrate at a high level for a long period of time and deliver results on every for every single client that's a fun and interesting challenge but at the same time i mean how like when you have an eight and this is the same type you know it's it's the it's um the doing the same thing the repetitious of the repetitivity of doing something uh continuously makes you really good at it but, you know, what makes you great uh, at a, running a real estate business could make you hypothetically great at becoming a great real estate coach. And, guys, we're looking for some of the best real estate coaches in the country. If you're if you're an active real estate coach now or if you're interested in becoming one, reach out to us. You might be a great fit for us. So, Nick, I'm curious. I mean, you know, you've uh, – you have obviously a lot of choices as to different folks you could coach for. Why did you want to coach for Julie and I? You know what? Uh, that's a really easy. That's a really easy uh, answer. You know, I've I've been used to, and I've 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 looked at a lot of different sales uh, training systems. And um, when I sat down and I spent three weeks and I went through your system, I absolutely loved it. I believe in it. I know it works. And you guys have made it so easy. For example, the pre-listing packet, a gentleman uh, that I'm coaching two weeks ago, he did it. He's been in the business a long time. I said, just copy it. They have it right there to copy. Just put your brand on top. Lo and behold, he did it. He sent it to me. It's world class. I mean, it is fabulous. He went on a listing appointment last week. Guess what? It was the easiest listing appointment he's ever had. So what I like about it is the content that you have, it's all right there. And every single thing piece is there. You do not have to be creative. You just have to dive in and do it. So for me, when I'm coaching people, it's an amazing resource for me to send them to the content uh, of the Harris University. Yeah, and that's the, you know, that's the cool thing. I don't think, you know, we don't talk about that enough, but really, guys, when our coaching includes virtually every aspect, you know, 52 lead generators, we provide, and this isn't just some stale system that we created. We're always updating it. Um, we learn a lot from some of our top producing agents how to make things better, and we're always doing it. I mean, we're having a coach's training here at Austin at the end of July, and we're going to be talking about how to make things specifically better. But, yeah, guys, it's done for you. you just got to plug yourself in. It's, you know, it's about as easy as you can get in terms of if you just follow the path that we've laid out before you, you will have the result. The big lie in real estate, and, and again, this is something I – you know, I don't mind the criticism for this because I, I know it's true, but the big lie in real estate is, oh, there's a million ways to be successful. No, there's not. Not really. There isn't a million ways to be successful. There's a million ways that you can uh, spend a lot of money. There's a million ways you can basically, you know, waste a lot of money. But if your goal is to truly be successful and build wealth in this business, there's not a million ways to do it. There's maybe just two or three ways to do it. So stop wasting your time trying to, like, hopefully find the one that will work for you, just, guys, request a free coaching call. 
see if we're a fit for you. And if we are, great. And if we're not, well, at least you'll have had the hopeful benefit of the free coaching call to help you along your way. So, Nick, listen, thank you very much for being a coach. Thank you very much for being on the radio today. I sincerely appreciate it. And listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Thanks, Nick. My pleasure. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.